Hello, everyone. This is Deb. And Linda. And Linda. We are here again with our amazing groups and all of our sweet moms that are going through the Wise Woman Abides book. I love this book, you guys. It's all about abiding in Christ. And I love John 15, 5 is actually my life verse. I am the vine. You are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And don't you love it that Jesus doesn't expect us to do anything on our own. He wants us to stay close to him all the time to accomplish what he wants to get done. Right. Yeah. And one of the ways that we accomplish things is through worship. And ladies, we have been reading the last two weeks on worship and uh, it's powerful. It is a weapon. Guys, remember what the Bible says. We do not wage war with the weapons of this world. We wage wars with God's weapons. And one of our weapons, besides the word of God and prayer and love is a weapon, right, is worship. And so we're going to talk about that today. So, Linda, when you were praying about uh, what we should say to our moms, what did God tell you? He told her something really great. Yeah. So he was speaking to me about worship, that it's not just the one thing. It's not just the singing and the praising and we are going to talk about that because that's a huge weapon, a spiritual weapon um, that breaks strongholds. But but worship actually in Webster's is to honor, to show reverence for, to regard with great or extravagant respect, honor, or devotion, which is Noah so Webster beautiful. was a Christian, by the way. Yeah. Noah Webster wrote this dictionary that I have. It's an 1828 dictionary. And if you like, if you're a book nerd, you might want to get that book. It's this thick, but it has scripture all through it. Noah Webster was an amazing man of God. Yeah. So good. So this is like current day Webster's, maybe secular, but still, still, right. Is this not, this is, this is how we we regard God. We honor and respect and honor like with extravagance, right? Cause he loves us with extravagance. So, um, yeah. So I want to start with Deuteronomy six, four to five, which says the Lord, your God is one. Um, you shall love the Lord, your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul and with all of your strength. And that's a lifestyle of worship. It's constantly putting him on the throne in your life, making him first, prizing something above everything else to honor it as the thing of highest importance and to act accordingly. That's a lifestyle of worship. All of your life is worship. It is single-minded devotion to Jesus, to God. Like, God, what do you want me to do today? God, what do you want? How do you want me to teach my kids today? Like, where should we go for vacation? I mean, literally like it's, that's, that's a lifestyle of worship. Um, and, uh, I, but specifically, I want to tell you um, that in Psalm 104, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Mm. So you guys, this is literally like, this is like a step-by-step strategy, right? Thanksgiving and praise. So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and praise as worship today. Um, so the this really interesting thing that I came across was that the there's the law of first dimension when you're studying scripture. The law of first the dimension. The law of first dimension. Okay, oh, so what's the that? first time something is mentioned in scripture, it sets a precedent. It defines it and it sets a precedent precedent. So the first time that worship is mentioned in the Bible is in the Old Testament when Abraham was sacri- was supposed was thought he was supposed to sacrifice Isaac or God had commanded him rather. He tested him by commanding him to sacrifice his only son. And so he, when they, they traveled to this mountain, when they got there, they said to the servant, we are going to worship God. You guys sacrifice was the worship. Like 
how beautiful, right? And David refers to it as the sacrifice of praise. And in the New Testament as well, if you want to, if you want to be like, well, we're not under the Old Testament. Okay. Well, the New Testament first mentioned is when the, um, the Magi, the wise men came to offer Jesus the gifts in Matthew two. That's the first mention of, um, of worship. And, and that was their worship. It's, it's making yourself low and offering something that is a sacrifice to him. Um, and the gifts the Magi brought were so rich that that some people even said that they they funded the whole all, the whole of Jesus's ministry. I mean, those cost them something; they cost them dearly, you know. So, so our sacrifice is so important to God. It's 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 a sacrifice of praise. Like we get to offer it to Him. And one of the most powerful instances that we get to do is when we're in a difficult situation, we get to offer him the sacrifice of praise. And just recently, Bill Johnson, whose wife died um, of cancer, he preached the next, the very next Sunday. And he said this, and he said on this side of heaven, this is, this is so precious to God because we only get to offer him the sacrifice of praise on this side of heaven. Um, so if you're going through a hard time, know this, this is a, the, such a precious gift to offer to God because on the other side of heaven, there's no sickness, there's no tears, and there's no death. You don't ever get to offer something that costs you so dearly that even when the worst thing has happened to you, you get to say, I still praise you because you are good. That's hard. I've, I've seen it. I've seen you do this. And I've seen one of my friends who her son died in a rock climbing accident. He was only 20 or 21. And I'll never forget. I I sat uh, behind her just a little bit and she had her hands up at her son's funeral singing, blessed be Mm -hmm. the name of the Lord. And she just had her head down and she was just like, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. And I saw you do it. Wow. Whenever your husband had a brain tumor, if you know Linda's story, her husband had a brain tumor and it was really, I mean, a couple of years, three years. And, uh, I remember really horrible stuff. It was horrible. It was, it was terrible. We had to go through, but it was so beautiful because that's actually, that's when I started hearing God's voice was when my husband got the brain tumor and we were in dire straits. And I was like, God, if you don't speak to me, I feel like I'm going to die. And he spoke to me. And, and the very first thing he said to me was to rest. But guess what? The second was, cause I was like, rest. he said rest. Yeah. Rest was the first one. And I was like, well, how am I supposed to do that? You know what I mean? Like, well, like my world just came crashing down and I'm surgeries. For everything you have a now. story whenever his head was leaking from his brain. Yeah. Surgery. There's some crazy, stuff horrible stuff that we had to go through. And the doctors were telling us they were just speaking death over him saying like, there's no chance he's going to die, you know? And um, so the very first thing was rest. And I said, how am I going to do that? And he said, worship you guys. That's how important and powerful a tool worship is. It literally does things in the spiritual that we cannot see. And so it's a tool for breakthrough. I, I would spend hours in my room worshiping and I would worship with like my teeth gritted and like, like tears coming down my face. Like she's seen me crying during worship because I was like, I'm singing these words. I don't believe them. Like I would sing that like, God is good. God is good. Like you are good. You're good. You've never let me down. And here the doctors are like, your husband's going to die. He's going to die. Like, and I'm going, no, but you're good. You say you're good. And I, I'm going to sing it until I believe it. And I, it did work. I sang it until I believed it because it shifted things within me and it shifted my atmosphere around me. And do you know what else you did? Like you were serving, you started mm-hmm. serving 
Yeah. So there's a whole other Linda that we have today than what you were yeah. before. You've changed a lot in your faith and you hear God's voice more clearly. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're such an example to me, but you came to me and you're like, you know, I want to start serving in help club. And that's when your husband was going through a brain tumor. I and actually you started think, no, serving. No, no. Or maybe so I asked you. She asked me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I said, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, asked I was her. just like, Okay. Yeah. I just started hearing oh, his voice. Right. And it he was, was like, Don't be afraid. I want you to start. It was when out. we started the podcast. That's what it was, Linda. Yeah. We started it together with yeah. the beginning part of it. And yeah. it was right in the middle of her storm, which by the way, her husband's yeah. healed. It's yeah. amazing healed. miracle, right? <laughs> it's an amazing miracle. Yeah. But uh but you were serving him. But I remember yeah. you coming over and we decided we were going to worship before we did in any of our podcasts. Oh, it was amazing. And so we would turn on, and mm-hmm. I remember looking at you. And I'd never done this before, like worshiped in my basement. Now I do it every day because of Linda. But we were there in my basement and we turned on that song by Hope Dernst, Darnst, Dernst, Darst, Darst, something like that. And it's Peace Be Still. And I watched Linda worship. Even in the middle of her worst part of her trial, you were in a really bad storm at that time when you started doing the podcast with me. (laughs) And you were you were you were crying, but you 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 were peaceful. Yeah, because you you get to preach and to prophesy to your own soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and you you have a uh, 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 the power of ah, what is that verse? Second Timothy one seven. There's no fear in you, right? Like, but you have love, power, and a sound mind. Your sound mind can tell your soul what to to believe, right? That's being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And worship is like a powerful tool to help to do that. So if you're not believing God is good, find songs on his goodness, man, and you sing them, right? If you need peace, sing peace, be still, you know, sing it until you believe it, right? And you prophesy and you preach to your own soul out of your renewed mind. Yeah. I've been, um, for the past six months, I've been going to a, a spiritual director, counselor, whatever you want to call him, but he's, he's more on the spiritual side, you know, Christian, amazing Christian man. And, uh, I didn't want to be a leader that crashed and burned because I had worked so much and I really wanted to do everything because I felt beloved by Christ. I wanted to let that be my centering place. Well, through my, my time with, um, my director, I, it came out that I have this thing where I feel alone and like I'm all by myself and God's not even there. And so every day I use my weapon of worship and I sing that song by Kim Walker Smith called protector. And the very first line of that song is I come out of agreement with the lie that you have left me on my own. I am not alone. And the next one says, and then then goes on and says, I come into agreement with the truth. You know, it, it's just, it's a powerful song that I sing and I tell my soul what to think. I don't let my body, my mind govern yeah. me. Yes. I, my spirit through worship tells my soul and my mind what to think and that I'm not alone. God is with me. Yes. And God will give you songs yeah. for your season, Asking for a song even for, for your day, like yeah. pay attention. It, you know, like a song will come up in your spirit, right? You'll just be humming it. You can't get it out of your mind. That song's for you. Okay, unless it's a really bad song. Right? <laughs> well, if it's a bad song, it's, that's not a worship song. That's not a worship not song. A worship song. But pay attention to the worship songs that rise up in your spirit because that God is speaking to you. There's something in it for you. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that worship does too. So we, yeah. we did talk, we talked about breakthrough. Um, and it's a key to unlocking breakthrough and even unlocking your next season. If you feel like you're stuck, worship. Um, Paul and Silas got broken out of prison by worshiping. Like a huge earthquake happened. The angel of the Lord 
came and delivered them out of prison. That's amazing. I love that's that story. worship. That's worship. Right? We cannot say, okay, guys, the spiritual, and I know this is going to sound crazy if you're new to thinking about things of the spirit, but the spiritual realm was here first. God, Holy Spirit, Father God, were here before the creation of the world. They created the world and put everything into motion, but he was here first. <laughs> the, the angels were here first yeah. before the world was created. And so, and we are spirit and we are spirit. We are. Yeah. So not only does it change, it, it changes our situation, our circumstances, it shifts the atmosphere immediately. And you can't see what's happening. In you the can't see what's realm. happening, but it happens. And you can, you can feel it. You it, can feel it. You become more and more sensitive. You'll feel it. And it changes you. It changes you. Oh my goodness. Changes you. But yeah. it does something in, it fights your battles in places that you cannot see because there is there. The Bible talks about there's angels, there's demons, mm -hmm. the, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers. And, you know, with that yeah. scripture, I love that scripture, but you don't even know what your worship is doing in the unseen world that you cannot see. You do not know when you are singing, yeah. you just have to trust God that, that like he's doing something, it's doing something. And he mm -hmm. fought the the battle for Jehoshaphat by having the worshipers start singing. Second and Chronicles Second 20. Chronicles, that one oh, I love Amazing. that story. Yeah. And as soon as the word says, as soon as they began to sing, the Lord set ambushes. So you guys, as soon as you are singing, you are worshiping, you're giving that sacrifice of praise. God is setting ambushes for the enemy. He is fighting for you. He is yeah. working on your behalf, even if it doesn't feel like it, but just keep going and keep worshiping, right? Yes. And yeah. it's not only for you. It, it It's for, have you ever felt overwhelmed by the world's problems? Like yeah. the other day I was sitting there and I, I was so heavily burdened by human trafficking. Oh. And I was like, what can I do? Lord? What can I do? And he said, I want you to worship because our worship breaks. And I was like, my worship, I don't even know what my worship is going out and doing. It's breaking people free right now. That's what we get That's to do, amazing. you guys. I, I feel like. I know. I just, I felt that. I like, we have tears in our eyes, guys. Um, and, and your friends, like, like when, when my husband had a brain tumor, what can my friends do for me? I mean, really, you know, but you can pray, you can worship. It's amazing. We just don't know. We have to trust God. His yeah. ways are not our ways. We cannot see everything he's doing, but we have to trust him and do what he says in the Bible. And he mm -hmm. talks about worship. Yeah. I think 503 times. I think I looked at wow. that. Too. I mean, it's, it's huge to him. It's huge to him. When you worship, you bring him honor. You He's enthroned on the praises of Israel. I think that is, that is Psalm 22. It lifts him higher. He becomes bigger your circumstances become smaller and everything you're facing, it just puts God in his rightful place. It gives you that perspective, his, his perspective and his vision. And it changes you. You begin to believe the words that are coming out of your mouth. You're like, I do believe that. Yeah. So, and you, another thing worship does is that you encounter him in that place, right? You feel his presence. Mm -hmm. You feel his presence. Yeah. So we would encourage you to employ your sanctified imagination. Okay. Every part of you sanctified, it's all dedicated. It's all made righteous. Cause you have the Holy spirit Christ. inside of you working on your behalf. Mm -hmm. And so I would, I would tell you that when I worship, I ask him to show me things, show me things. And I've had lots of, you'll get a vision or an encounter, just a picture in your a mind or something mind. that you've been praying about. Maybe God giving you a word about a person that might mm -hmm. be struggling or, or the truth of your circumstances, you know, yeah. that keep going and keep trusting me. Yeah. And so it, and it brings you into the presence of God. Now you always have the presence of God inside of you because he's inside of you. You're, you're one 
right? You're a, a new creation, something that the earth has never seen before. But sometimes, you know, just in the busyness of life, we lose awareness of it and we become more enmeshed with the natural world. And this brings you to a very acute awareness of his presence. You're really focusing on it, focusing so on his good. presence, on his spirit within you. And it shifts atmospheres. So um, shifts, atmospheres. shifts atmospheres. What does that mean? So I know specifically in one part of our journey where we got a really bad news from the doctors one day and Mike came home and I was like, honey, like it just feels heavy. It feels dark. And I said, I know what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go worship. So we like dropped everything. We left the kids out and the, and the, the, house, the main room. The house. And we were like, we're going back to our Jesus room, right? <laughs> we have a Jesus room in the back. We're going to go into our back room and we're just going to worship. And I'm telling you, when we came out of there, everything was changed. Yeah. Like the oh, darkness amen. has to leave. Amen. The darkness has to leave when you begin praising the Lord because it cannot, it's not okay in that presence. Shifts your atmosphere. It's so amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And oh, I, I want to encourage you with this last thought from me. And then I know you have some things too. But um, in Hebrews, all right, I'm going to look it up. So Hebrews 12. I'm all emotional now. I, I know. I don't even know Worship if I is talk. so important to us. Yeah. It's so important to us. It's such an amazing uh, weapon and tool that he's given us. Um, yeah, because our weapons are not, they're not physical, right? And the things he tells us to do, like you're in the fight for your life, for your husband's life. And he says to you, rest. Really? What? Rest? Worship? Like, that's what you want me to do, right? But it's everything in the kingdom of God is, is this world is upside down. Well, the world is upside down, right? Yeah. The kingdom of God is, is, is right side up. So, all right. So chapter Hebrews chapter 12, one to three, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful man, from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So the key that I want to point you to in here is let us fix our eyes on Jesus. And for me, ultimately, that's what worship does. It fixes my eyes on Jesus, right? So that I will not grow weary and lose heart. And it refreshes and resets you and fixes your mind and your heart, your will, your emotions, everything in the right spot. Wow. That was perfect. I, I don't have anything else. I'm, <laughs> I'm wrecked when you were saying that God said for you to worship for the people that are being trafficked. And we don't understand, like, why would he say to do that? And of course, then maybe you would go out and do something too. Like if God called you to do something, it's just, that makes me feel better that maybe, you know, cause I do pray for people that are trafficked. Yeah. It's a really, it's really devastating to feel helpless. Right. Mm-hmm. But to think that maybe as I'm praying for them, when I'm worshiping, cause I do pray that, you know, maybe my worship is doing something, you know, maybe it's fighting against not maybe it, it is. is, it, it is. is. Yeah. Fighting yeah. against the evil forces in those people's lives. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm wrecked now. So yeah. maybe you should pray for us. <laughs> so we really yeah. want to encourage you today yeah. to worship. Yeah. Like just, just start doing it. Mm-hmm. Just start doing it. However you do it. Um, God's going to mature you and grow you in that and start speaking to you about it and start using it in different ways. But, um, Worship is the language of heaven. Yeah. 
what are we going to be doing for the rest of our lives? We're going to be worshiping. worshiping. And it's going to be fun. It's not going to be. Fun. I know, right? right? We're not yeah. all with our harps no, like on our clothes. No, it's like it's great. It's going to be an amazing experience. I feel like I've gotten glimpses of that when I worship. <laughs> and um, that's what the angels in heaven do. They do it. They're just day and night. Day and night. 24 7. They're night and day. Let incense arise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, this is a hugely important key for you guys to break through. Um, for your own lives and actually for the world. What if we all worshiped over the problems of the world? So I encourage you and I encourage you too to model it. Once again, all the things that are for us are for our children. Model it, model it for your children. They're going to love to worship too. And they're going to know how to use that tool. It's going to be another tool in their toolbox. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why don't you right. So thank you, Lord, so much um, for teaching us about worship, God. Thank you so much for revelations on worship that each one of these women is going to get in their own lives. I thank you, Lord, um, that worship is, it's for you, but it's also for us, that everything that you instruct us to do is for our own good as well. So God, I just thank you and I praise you for everything that's going to happen in each one of these women's lives, Lord, as they worship and as they praise you. I thank you for, I thank you in advance for the breakthroughs for the shifts in atmosphere, for how it's going to change each one of these women and bring them up higher, Lord. I thank you for the effect it's going to have on their families, Lord. I thank you for the effect that it's going to have on the world as we all begin to worship, Lord. I just, I can't even imagine what that's going to sound like in heaven, Lord. But I just thank you that that each one of us gets to live a life of worship, just that it's not even just that act of worship, but that our whole lives are worship to you. Our whole lives are a song to you, to enthrone you and to honor you and to extravagantly honor you. So we thank you, Lord, that you have extravagantly loved us first. And we now love you back in your name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Linda. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. We love you. We pray for you. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.